What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Cabbage Cart Podcast, your source for all things Avatar. That includes Avatar The Last Airbender, The Legend of Korra, the graphic novels, and books. Fair warning, this podcast will contain spoilers for all Avatar content. With that being said, I hope you enjoy the show. This week on The Cart, we talk about the most important season in all of Avatar. Also the most controversial season in all of Avatar. That's right. We're talking Season 2, Legend of Korra. I'm your host, Ricky. I'm Austin. I'm Ian. And this is the Cabbage Cart Podcast. So, uh, Austin, we we finally did it, man. We're, um, I feel so satisfied, so relieved. Um, we finally... Invested in some better chairs. <laughs> no more squeaking. No more squeaking. Yeah. I have some nice lumbar support, you know? Yeah. You know what you don't have support for, though, is Ian, because you only bought two chairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, I, uh, I forgot about Ian. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> you only bought two chairs. There's three uh, people in this podcast. Yeah. yeah. Good, good yeah. Looking, looking, back, looking back on it, I'm like, yeah, there's three hosts, two chairs. Okay. <laughs> Well, he was using the captain's chair before. Which yeah, nice, he was but... using a really good chair before. Yeah. He was using the best chair. In fact, now Ian's got a worse chair. <laughs> <laughs> he has one of our old <laughs> sitting chairs now. I'll make it work. I'll make it work. All right, so what's uh, what's on the docket today, Ricky? Well, last week we talked about the promise, so naturally this week we need to talk about the search, right? right? Yeah. Mm, not so much, guys. Not so much. Mm, in typical cabbage cart fashion, Abandoned we're that idea. we're we're <laughs> we're not gonna do what we said we're gonna do. Yeah. So uh, instead of uh, sitting here and shitting all over the the search, let's uh, we really did. We really did. The past two weeks, we shit on Toss Metal Bending Academy. Yep. Then last week, we shit on the promise. So let's talk about something that nobody can shit on. Season two of Korra. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the ever controversial season two of Korra. Um, Before we get into it, though, we do have some news on – it's not big news, but it did have – you know, there's just a new uh, uh, comic – no, it's artwork from the season, right? No, Legend of Korra season one art book, and it's the second release – of art books so they already have um uh art books for every season of Korra already they're doing like a second edition when is it more... like a, it's like a library edition isn't it Do no it's, like... it's 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 an art book remember but they have like annotations on the side maybe I, i'm not sure i'm not sure it looked like not it, did. Lie. it yeah. looked like it looked like a like a, it, that's why i thought when i first saw it it was a library edition of a new comic because it looked almost yeah. the same there's just no it's basically Ian. Remember Dialogue. when my when my brother um, bought you uh, the artwork for oh, Dragon oh. Prince for Christmas, <laughs> and then um, it's it, two years later, and never, you've still never, never actually it. <laughs> never actually ordered it. Just told me he did. That's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, and I bet you were really excited for it. Too. I was. Yeah, Dragon he was Prince like, "This is a really dope. great gift." Never got it. <laughs> I'm gonna start dude, doing that. Yeah, that's how I'm gonna yeah. start doing my Christmas. Be like, dude, I thought of this amazing thing. Oh my god, I can't wait to get it, and then just never buy it. <laughs> it's, that's how you do Christmas. Pretty genius. And then it'll be like two months later, and they're like, "Hey, hey, what? 
What happened about that Christmas? Oh, oh my! That, that Christmas was, was two was, months ago. Are you still ago, on that? <laughs> Sorry, man. That was back then. This is now. That's great. So that's really the only news, though. That's the only new thing up leading up into this week. Obviously, we can anticipate more things coming out as we get closer to Avatar Studios. But uh, today's topic of discussion, like we were saying, we're not doing the search. We're going to go ahead and move right on into Season 2 of Korra. Just randomly. Why not? But Well, we all, we've actually talked about it on the show before that... We all did a rewatch of it. You guys were rewatching it. Didn't tell me, by the way. And we then didn't I actually even it. coordinate that. No, yeah, it, just it was just happened. Yeah, both it just happened it. naturally. Yeah. So like, we all we all went and rewatched it. It's not that bad. Everyone, everyone shits on season two, and I won't. I will. I will admit it's the worst season of Korra compared to the other. other. I think. I think it's better than season four. I do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, it's uh, pretty easy to shit on it. And like we were talking about uh, last week, you know, with Toph's Metal Bending Academy and with uh, the the Promise, right. we just kind of like shitting on the things that we love. It's real easy, man. <laughs> like it's it's super easy because we know a lot about it, you know. And, yeah. and when when someone someone else comes in and and gives their opinion and we don't like it or whatever, you're like, let's go grab the pitchforks. Uh, and we we got to sit back and remember that we all like this. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like um like your family or your best friend. You can be like, "F you, roast them because you love that person." That's how I see it. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's how we. That's how we're approaching Avatar. Yeah, it's like I, I love you so much. I wouldn't say these things if I didn't love you so much. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. It's like I, what what interest would I have in it if I didn't like it? Right. right, like I wouldn't be talking about it. Right, right. so it's the criticisms, even right. though they're, you know, they seem like we're dragging the 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 series down or anything like that, or knocking it down a few notches. That's not the case. It's actually the opposite. I we're, feel like we're sitting here in the Cabbage Cart Studios talking about Avatar, and we're like, do you not think we don't love the show? <laughs> <laughs> I do want to. I do want to say you think you think season two is better than season four. I think Kuvira is a way cooler villain than Unalak. Come on, I uh, I would agree. I think Kuvira is definitely one of the Kuvira is one dope. of the best. Yeah, one of the best villains in Avatar. And like, well, well, something that she's that, not really a villain though. Like she is, but she's exactly. not. exactly. Yeah, that's what but makes her good. That's yeah. well, the the villains and their development, their all of their philosophies are amazing in Korra. In in Last Airbender, you have one big bag evil guy right you know and i'm not i'm not trying to hate on that i love i love last airbender but cora what cora does really well is is has villains that are developed and like you know like sometimes the bad guy is giving their their evil speech and you're like mm, mm, kind of has a kinda, point there i kind of see where has a good from. point yeah 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 <clears throat> i mean talk talks about it in season four on how um, all the it's just a matter of perspective on on who's good, who's bad, kind of thing, right? And it's it just they they were extremists. Mm-hmm. They they had a they had a a good idea, but they just went to the extreme with it. Yeah, that's definitely every villain, and and even in some of the comics too. That's basically actually I know I I know I like to talk about Kiyoshi doing nothing when Chin the Conqueror was going around, <laughs> yeah. but someone I read a comment. Someone said um. Chin was probably similar to Kavira. Kavira, yeah. And unite like uh-huh. at first he started as like 
oh, we need this to unite the Earth Kingdom. But then he was like, <laughs> I'm going to rule it. <laughs> like, right. it's going to be my rule. Right. And then Kiyoshi was like, okay. Right. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you brought that up last he, week. He, oh, yeah. yeah. I bring that up all the time. It's hilarious. I like how I like how Kiyoshi, by the way, was like, um, like Aang, Aang tells her, Chin the Conqueror fell to his death. You didn't kill him, you know? And she's like, personally, I don't see a difference. <laughs> I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, he Pretty died by, by her hands, essentially. Yeah, anyway. yeah. All right, so let's get into it, though. Season two, not season four. Like, not like season Ricky's four. Ricky's been talking about for ten what, minutes. What happened in season two? Ricky, tell me. <laughs> Ricky, go. go. Don't put me on the spot. I've been talking for, like, the last five minutes. Yeah, but you've been talking about the wrong uh, season. <laughs> there's, there's a lot that happened in season two. There's a lot. Yeah, like, I, multiple storylines are going on. Right. I don't have a, a problem with all of that. But I think that's something that turns a lot of people off. It's it's very convoluted. A lot of different things are going on, and it it doesn't really pitch a clear story. Right. So, so say, well, let's let's go over what those storylines are, though. So, so Cora, before we get too far into that, we need so, to establish what those storylines are. So Cora um, goes to train with her uncle Unawak, who is the leader of the Northern Water Tribe, right? Right. No after idea. after kind of like a conflict with her situation in the Southern Water Tribe, she's kind of well, happy about it. Well, Unawak gives her the promise that he'll train her spiritually. Yeah. As book to his spirits. And Unawak is, honestly, he's pretty fucking cool. He can, he's a pretty he, cool he guy, does yeah. this. He does this spirit bending with, with – he's a waterbender, but he, he does a spirit bending thing where he can turn – Bad spirits, good. It's almost like right. the healing ability of it's, the waterbenders, but they're like healing a spirit. Right. Yes. Yes. That's and a, it's super powerful, right? Right. That's a soup like that's a mastery level. It's pretty power. OP, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like to to do that. And and Cora Cora sees him do it and and she's like, All right, I'm gonna go train with you against look, Tenzin and Tonrock's. Well, will. the problem I think uh, Unalak um what did what did he do? He 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 basically let it let the cat out of the bag that Cora's been lied to this entire time. Right, right. And what was that lie? I can't remember what that lie was. Um, something about her <laughs> father. No, I think I think you guys are thinking season three. No, that's season, no, it's that's definitely season two. Season two. She season two. there's some lie because then she even confronts. Well, well, uh, what happens uh, is he uh, was he was um a ton, ba- was it ton Tonrock Tonrock was, was banished was. Yeah, cast out of the northern water. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and and he's actually the rightful heir to the to the, to the northern water tribe. Of the northern water yeah, tribe, right? Which I, I this is kind of funny. I, what I liked about that is like, fine, I'll just go rule the southern water tribe. <laughs> like that's what he did. He did. It's not like he got banished and like just became a farmer. <laughs> right, right. Like right. he's like, I'll just go rule the other half. <laughs> and everybody's like, Yeah, all right, cool. All right, do, do you think? I bro? mean, we find out at the end it was Unalak's plan. He's a little conniving bastard. But <laughs> he got him kicked him out. Right, right. That's he's like he's in the back, like <laughs> you know. So, so you have this overarching kind of civil war thing that starts uh, as a result of that. Uh, Unalak uses uses the Avatar to go and open up the southern northern southern spirit portal. I think yeah. opens up first. Yeah, right. And then and then later on they they open up the northern right. 
So the whole plan, Unalak's plan, is to uh, basically bring back Vatu um, and become the Dark Avatar. Right, and then so in the in the process of that, it sparks a civil war. So we have the spirit portals are being opened, and there's a threat to the Avatar as in general, the whole world, the whole world. Yeah, uh, yeah, for a ten thousand years, right? Like not just like a little problem right now. Then yeah. we have the civil war. Ten thousand years, a hundred thousand years, ten thousand, ten thousand, ten thousand. Then we have the civil war that kicks off because of that, and then we have the conflict with Varric and. So he, he introduced so, Varric in yeah, season two. Yes. yes, yes, and the introduction of Varric, which uh, Julie do the <laughs> thing. Do the thing. Yeah, definitely need Fuck a Julie yes. in my life, dude. Like, <laughs> I I want a, like I want to marry a Julie. I mean, come on, man. Will you do the season thi- four, Julie? Yes. Yes. Will you do yeah. the thing with me for the rest of my life? <laughs> oh my god, my heart melts when they were in jail. <laughs> no together. season four. Let's talk season two. <laughs> yes. <Sorry>. Yes. <laughs> we'll throw a pen at you. <laughs> We should have just like a little slingshot that just hit Ricky in the head with something every now and then. <laughs> and he's going off on a rant. Just a spray bottle like a cat. Like, <laughs> all right, sorry. Get back on topic. Back to Roku. All right, so we've so we've already established three storylines in this. The the season even starts out with pro bending, and uh, Mako and 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 the Cora aren't even on the team, and it's Bolin. The fire ferrets. Yeah, the fire ferrets are, are they're, they're terrible. No mas. No mas. No mas. They can't do it. And that's all they talk about pro-bending. And it's gone for the rest of the series. <laughs> they, yeah, that, that's... Until... They well, break it up intentionally. Like there's, like, the fight Bolin has later. But it's not but it's, it's not pro-bending. No. They, they use the arena as a as a, a movie theater. Right. For, for Varric's movers. Did you just say theater? Theater. <laughs> Wow, wow that's you're fancy, fan- dude. Fantastic. What, did I say it wrong? <laughs> you need, you need <laughs> no, a, no, 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 no. You need like a monocle or something. No, I'm sorry. I just oh, didn't know. Let me, let me go <laughs> put on my tux. Um, I didn't know what we were doing today. I didn't know we were going <laughs> no, that we're hard. We're extra fancy today. Uh, and then we also get the entire backstory on Juan and the history of yeah, bending they, and, they and the history of the Avatar. One, my two favorite episodes and, and like the entirety of Korra are the Juan episodes. Yes. I think a lot of people would say that. As much as as much as the fans dislike season two, a lot of people will be like, mm, "Some of my favorites are the one episodes." I wouldn't be mad if they just went on like a Avatar one show, even in that art style too. I yeah, really like that art style. It worked out. It worked perfectly for. It it like made it seem historical. I love. Yeah. Nobody steals from the chins. <laughs> <laughs> I love. I love how um, the. The time period, the art in Avatar has changed based on the time period. They change art styles. Right, we right. see that. We see that in the flashbacks. We see that from Last Airbender to Korra. It's a, it's a really cool way of showing the audience. That uh, the world is growing yes. and changing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like yeah. that. Amazing. That's a good point. And so we so we have all of these different stories that kind of happen. Like we have, and and we I have, think that's – oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm sorry. That's, uh, I think that's when – I think that's what drives a lot of the controversy behind the show um, is that there's a bunch of stuff going on. At least that's one of the reasons I've seen, right? right? So there's like a bunch of stuff going on and it's hard to keep track and not everything fits together. But I think we have some valid arguments against that on why it's actually still very good and what led up to it being such a action – not even action-packed, just storyline-packed show in season two. It is. It is. It is very good, and I love it. 
I will say, I will say, I know season two, I've watched it, you know, a dozen times or whatever. But still, every time I rewatch it, I still have problems, like, following following along. I'm I like, there's a lot to digest here. See, I have I have problems with, with some of the topics because I've watched videos on people talking about why they have problems with certain topics. Oh, right, 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 right. Like, right. oh, okay, I see your point there. Yeah, Mako is kind of fucking boring. <laughs> you know, like... The most boring part of season two is is the love triangle between Mako, Asami, and Korra. Yeah, it's kind yeah, of weird. And, like, Korra oh, yeah, that's a whole loses her memory, yeah. forgot they broke up, and then Mako's like, I guess oh, I'm with Korra yeah. again. Like, <laughs> like, come on, bro. Uh, You're just with Asami. Come on, man. So what was your uh, – Ian, what was your initial – when you first watched season two, how did you feel about it? Um, I, I liked it. There, there was literally nothing about it that I disliked. I, I was just, I was watching an Avatar show. Yeah, just enamored yeah. with it. it. Yeah, it's just an Avatar show. Yeah, and I feel like I, I feel like I let. I have a very similar kind of when I remember back on it. I think I'd let other people's opinions of the show on like, oh, there's too much going on and it like influence how I felt about it. Oh, okay. Because when I look yeah. back on it, I'm like, what didn't I like about this? Right. When I'm rewatching it again, I'm trying to find those things because I remember feeling like that. But it actually. It's awesome. It's I th- awesome. I think the the storylines that they tell are in and of itself, I think are good. I think the Wan story is good. You have the Civil War, that's fucking dope. Yeah. It's like, I like and 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 Varric working like doing a propaganda film and and yeah. really working the undermining of it. Right. Is really fucking cool. It's cool. I Varric I I think Varric is is an underrated character. Oh, I definitely sure. agree oh, with I that. Love, uh, I yeah, love uh, Varric. Is Julie underrated? Because who's really doing the work? It's really Julie. <laughs> Julie's Julie's uh, doing the work, but but Varric's Elon Musk, right? He's the idea. <laughs> <laughs> when when in season two, Varric's in a bear. He's hiding in a bear, oh, yeah. and he's like he's like Julie, give me give me some tea. And they're like Julie's in there. He's like Julie is uh, by my side at all times. Like, <laughs> And then she, when she goes to jail with him, dude, they had me busting yeah. up laughing too. <laughs> when they when they get breaked out, uh, broken out by the spirit vines, Bra- breaked out. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. And then and then uh, <laughs> they put on a jetpack. <laughs> like he's like, should we get the thing? And like they put on a oh, jetpack yeah, jet and blast right out of here. there. That's what I love about Beric, though, dude. He almost is like a like a like a weird Batman. He's like, like he's like this rich right? Bruce Wayne, but he's he does kind of like a uh, Hercule from a little well. You see what I'm saying? I feel like you haven't watched Dragon Ball. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I don't feel it. I don't get Hercule. I don't get Hercule at all. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> what is the the scene where they're trying to figure out what to do with the uh, uh, with Asami's tanks that they that she's got to sell? So they go to Varric and for an idea on because they need uh, Republic City won't give oh won't won't uh, give the Southern Water Tribe help. Yeah. So they go to Varric to kind of undermine Republic City. Yeah. So He's got money and resources. Right. 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 So he like. He's like, ah, I do my thinking. Uh, I do my so he pops like a, a hot pepper and then he he like hangs, hangs, hurts himself, hangs upside yeah. down and he starts and then Buddy comes up with a good idea. He comes up with some good ideas, but he's like the first couple ideas are just like nonsense. Just he's just a weird. I, he's a weird Batman to me, like like a self serving Batman, Bruce you know? Wayne. Yeah, Bruce Wayne. Oh, yeah, or right, Bruce Wayne. He doesn't actually go out and fight crime. But, Why don't we? So so let's talk about the things we love about season two. Well, I wanted to get your first impression yeah, what's on your, the show. How do, your first impression. When we when we watched it back in 
couple years ago for the first time together. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird for me because I watched season one of Korra on TV, and then um, I never watched Korra. Like, it, it went to a different platform, blah, blah, blah. So I never saw season two, like, growing up. And then, and then, so, so you were I, late, I went to the game, wait to the game, and then I watched the rest of Korra. And my initial reaction was like, oh, season two is fucking boring. Really, really, it was. Yeah. It was. And then, and then you, it goes into season three, which is amazing. And it's just, it, it really does, it really does get overshadowed by, by season three. Right. But, you know, you know, season three just draws you in right captivating villains characters the 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 return of air yeah, blah, blah, blah. comparing seasons though that's not yeah, necessarily but a but as a season viewer two. as a viewer when i first watch season two and then i go into season three i'm like what's season two season you know? three does not happen without the what happens in season two like, harmonic convergence yeah without the harmonic convergence season three does not happen let right? me tell you let's talk about our favorite things about season two but first i'm gonna m- make one complaint during harmonic conversion it shows the whole planet getting covered by like the spiritual energy which i hate because i thought avatar existed on a flat earth okay <laughs> <laughs> my least i'm like damn it it's a planet <laughs> flat earth I've been wrong. They showed the map at the beginning. I'm like, flat earth, dude. What do you do when you head west from the Fire Nation? You fall off the side of the earth. <laughs> why do you? So why do you like it, Clark? Uh, I, I do. I, all these storylines, it's kind of like the opposite impression of Ricky's, like his first impression of the show, uh, is that I, it, it was not boring at any time because there's always something going on. Maybe, right. maybe to the point where there's, you know, like the, a lot of complaints people have. Is that maybe there's too much going on, but I actually don't feel like it was too much. I was like, there's always some crazy storyline. It was like I was like on a roller coaster ride, right? You know, I was like, oh, what? Oh shit! Oh, now this is going on. Oh shit! Like, what's going? Like, and it was I the entire seasons. Like I that. I do like Mako being a detective and uncovering Varric's plot. That's actually one of the, some of the That's things awesome. that people don't like is the fact no, that Mako I like just that. kind of goes off and does his own thing and, and like, starts what the hell is he doing? And so, everyone that's a that's a everyone's against him. Yeah. Because he's boring. No, people, dude. People say he's boring. Well, he was. He knew he was right, and everybody else was against him on it. Right. And it was like he had to go out on his own to do that because nobody believed him. Nobody right. wanted to believe him. Right. Is what it was. I think. I think that kind of storyline works in like a live action setting. Maybe that's a, another reason why people criticize it is because they're not used to seeing it in an animated format. Or maybe it's a too adult concept for some of these people to understand back in the day well i think i think the the love triangle thing that they did was a turnoff and so you're not interested in mako's storyline does that make sense like he's kind of a scumbag i I think he's kind of a scumbag (laughs) i think it's it's pretty scummy to be like "Ooh, you don't remember our fight yeah let's go hook up later well you don't remember we broke up hey dude i'm smashing tonight (laughs) like you know i mean you're gonna say no to Cora, like when she's at her lowest point. Like that's what that was his whole thing. He's like, I didn't know when, how or when to say it. Have you seen Asami? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely. I'm, I'm Team Asami for sure. <laughs> I'm Cora Asami for life, bro. Um, but so real quick before we get into the things that we do like about it, I think it's important to also discuss. There's a lot of stuff that played into why there was so much going on in the show. 
I thought we were already talking about the things <laughs> we like about it. No, yeah. you asked me, and I hit on that real <laughs> oh, quick. My bad. And then, but I think so because there's there's a lot of factors that went on that are not show related as to why there was so much jam packed into the show, right? And and what, one of those things was that um, they weren't even sure the producers and, and Brian Canesco and, and and Dan Michael Dante DiMartino Brichel <laughs> Brichel that's Brichel. right there yes Brichel. Um, they weren't even sure if they were going to get another season, so they had to put as much in there as they could, right? Hmm. I thought they they after season one they they greenlit a second season. I thought they, man, we're not well educated on this. I, I, I thought so, they were green. Uh, they were they were approving season by season. That's what I thought, right. which is why which is why Cora, unlike Last Airbender, doesn't have this big overarching story, right? The same way the same way Last Airbender does. It was like a season by season basis, which I think honestly works well for Korra because because they didn't do it the same way. It does it does work well to have every every season a new villain, a new a new problem to address, and you can watch Korra's growth as right. an avatar. Right. Um. I mean, I I so I did a little bit. Of, I tried to do a little bit of research on this um, before before we talked about it. Um, I didn't really find a whole lot of definitive stuff. Um, I did read somewhere that that they had some issues with the animation studio at the at the beginning of season two, and you can tell that the the quality on some uh, some scenes are just subpar. Mm-hmm. They, they just they just don't look. <laughs> it's like did, did a child draw this? Uh, what's going on here? Um, yeah, and I noticed that too. Like when, uh, like when Mako, um, uh, not Mako. Yeah, no. When Mako hits that fireball on the truck and it flips and lands yeah, in the street, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's no damage to the street or anything like that. Yeah, it's like a, it's just like a static background. That's like oh, one of those okay. first couple episodes, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like the maybe even the first episode. Yeah. What's that called? What's that called? Like uh, uh, when you're talking about the surrounding area being affected, the environment, the environment, yeah. like. Uh, Wow, really easy word I forgot right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the environment's static. Throughout. Yeah, yeah, okay. That was okay. one of the things I, think I noticed too. That's a, a cost-cutting kind of yeah. thing for the studio. Um, but as the show goes on, the animation gets fantastic. It's beautiful. It, I mean, the bending animation is is beautiful, yeah, for sure. We've talked about that before. The bending in Korra is... It's some of the best things uh, of the show is the, is the martial it's arts so that they cool. use and the, yeah. and the bending. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I just wanted to touch hit on that about the season by season basis thing real quick because that's important. Yeah. Right. And well, uh, I mean, there's other stuff that happens outside of the studio fuckery. You know. <laughs> uh, and I mean, <laughs> there's other shows that that popped up. There's uh, Steven Universe came out in the same same year that season two was was going on. Avengers Assemble came out. Uh, that's a that's a good cartoon if you haven't seen that. Rick and Morty came out in the same year. So there's just a lot of competition for viewership, uh, which could have led to the the downfall of. I've never watched Steven Universe, but like the following is humongous. It, it's really good. It's man. huge. Yeah, no, I I, I like, like it. I is like it. Is it still lot. going? Uh, uh, no, I, I don't think, think it's so. done. Mm-hmm. I think it's done. Yeah, like, and I think it's clo- like it's like closed out. Like it's a whole story. Yeah, right? they did like a, a movie called like Steven yeah. Universe Future yeah. or something like that. And Rick and Morty is going on forever. For like the next twenty uh, thousand years. years. They're the next Simpsons. Rick and Morty. <laughs> yeah, for real. Really? You think the next sentence is 25? I mean, yeah. You, you can do so many stories. They already approved it for like 17 seasons or something <laughs> like that. That's crazy. 
Okay, so we got that little quick explanation out of the way as to why there may be factors involved that played into people not liking season two. But us three all pretty much love it. So let's 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 go back in on that and let's 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 for instance, Ricky, what is what is some of your favorite parts of the show? So when when uh, Tonrock is put on on is like goes to court and he gets sentenced to prison for the rest of his life. Right. Cora hops on Naga, bashes the 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 judge's uh car, pulls him out <laughs> yeah. and throws him in Naga's mouth and is like all <laughs> I'll kill you if you don't tell me what happened. Like, if you right. don't release my father. That's pretty sad. And I'm like, I love you, Cora. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, she was totally abusing her avatar. Oh, yeah. Position for mm, her dad. That's illegal on many accounts. <laughs> Intimidating a even, judge. Yeah, that's not even that's not even abusing your avatar hood. That's just like. That's just straight criminal. That's assault. <laughs> love it. <laughs> Cora was pretty badass in in uh, in particular in season two. I feel like, like she she wasn't the, like cause, uh she wasn't like tied down by any like emotional thing. She had a, a I felt like she had a chip on her shoulder the entire time because of of uh, Unalak. Yeah, yeah. And, he he yeah. does he does put a chip on her shoulder. Yeah, yeah. Because she she, she stopped who she was training with to go with him, and then right. this is what happened. Right. So now she's like. You know, yeah, she's got that chip on her shoulder. Right. That's that's is that is that why? I think so. I yeah. think she's I think she's going around fucking people up because she has a chip on her shoulder because because Tenzin and 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 like, Tom told Rock, you so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> but Unawak was playing off that. Right, right. That's the whole point of yeah. season two, and I think it's underrated for that. Unalak's honestly one of the smartest villains we've seen. Definitely I think so. smartest as yeah. far as Cora like. How how he just manipulates everything. Yeah. Even his even uh what's his kid like De- Deska or Oh yeah. Deska and Desna. Desna, that's where we go. Also slept on. Very they're powerful they're... ass waterbenders. Oh man. Yeah. Oh my god. When they're slept on. When the the fight where uh Korra is going to the Fire Nation. Going to the Fire they're, Nation. They're ripping across the ocean. The, the ocean? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. That's that Slept scene is on, dope. Bro. I love that scene. They're super pow- powerful. They are. Like, they're super cool. Like it's like if you were to see them in a live action, it's like that's like the King's Guard or something like that. You know, yeah. like the two like most badass guys right. on the on the crew. Like uh, like uh, like uh, in England <laughs> with the tall hats, the yeah, Queen's the, Guard or whatever. Uh, and yeah, like the they're no guys, emotion, the bear, but don't bear fuck with hats. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't fuck with those guys. Yeah, yeah. Definitely very slept on, dude. They don't even get thrown in the discussion a lot of times. Did we count them? We need to go yeah, back. We did. I think we did. did we count we did. them for the waterbenders? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we and I brought to. up that that yeah. uh We have a whiteboard now, so now we can we can <laughs> we can <laughs> we reference that. Eska is voiced by uh Aubrey Plaza. Yeah. In fact it was uh I, I didn't I forgot about that fact and then I heard it and I was like, Holy crap, how That's did I ever Aubrey not? Plaza. It's yeah. obviously like she's not even doing a voice. It's just it's Aubrey just, Plaza's voice. She's talking. Yeah. She's just talking. In between like parks and recs takes she's right. like all right i gotta hop, hop over here and just talk by the way that love dynamic between bolin and her is like hilarious oh. i love that i love <laughs> i love when he shows up him and pabu have like the haircut like the oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's yeah, like, man. she the same haircut that like, they have right. he's trying to break up with her and she's like you're right so i'll marry you <laughs> like puts like a skull necklace on he's like it's like i thought I thought the man is supposed to give that to his wife. And he's like, 
they are. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Bolin is another slept on character. I mean, he's he's so Not, genuine. He's so genuine yes, in everything that he does. Him. Yeah, that's yes. like that's part of why everyone I think likes him. Is he when he says something, he means it. Yeah, right, so. right. That's why in season one when he gets his heart broken. It hurts so much. I know, right? I, he's just like so feel uh, extreme in his emotions. Like he goes all in on everything. Right. But you know, yeah. he, his heart is always in a good place. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So you feel for him. Yeah. Speaking of Bolin, the the fight scene he has against the quote unquote Northern Water Tribes at, oh, yeah. the, at the bending arena yeah. is, am, is amazing. With, you, with, always, you always talk about this. Scene. Yeah. With the mover <laughs> going on in the background and it's. And it's like, and it's mirroring what's going on. Like his fight scene is mirroring what's going on on the mover. Yeah, it's yeah, that, it's so fun to watch. I think that that, uh, that also is was probably Varric's plan. I think no, because he got caught up at the end. He got he got arrested by Lynn. <laughs> Ian's like, damn it, I'm wrong. Yeah, no, I'm trying. He to... got arrested <laughs> okay, so... at the end of that. That probably wasn't part of his plan. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been um, I've been consuming season two of Korra for like the past couple weeks because when I go to bed at night, that's what I have on. Yeah. So what you dream in movers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> so it's kind of all kind of blending together. Uh, so some of my favorite things in season two is Boomy. Do we see Boomy before season two? Uh, just at the end of season one, he shows up with the Republic forces. To, That's right. Okay. To, right. So we see but, him at the very but end. But like Kaya, you don't see Kaya. So shit. So <laughs> the dynamic that we get to see with Tenzin, Kaya, and Boomy as my, siblings, yes. amazing. Yes, my, it's, it's amazing. My, when uh, when uh, Tenzin's trying to help Korra go to the spirit world, and uh. And they find out that Janora has a, b- a bigger it's uh, Kaya connection. That knows it. Well, yeah, Kaya figures it yeah. out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, Tenzin's pissed off, and and uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Korra's like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna believe the spirits. I'm gonna go where the spirits tell me where to go. And then Boomy's like, if we need to go to the Tenzin world, we'll give you a call. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's fantastic. There's a good there's a good um, Tenzin joke actually. <laughs> Uh, when, when, after Korra regains her memory, she goes to the air temple to find Tenzin and she rabbles on this whole, Unalak tricked me into opening the spirit right. world and started a civil war, blah, 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 blah and, and tend to go, I knew this, I knew this, I knew this was going to happen. That's a... The, the the dynamic that you were just talking about with the siblings, being able to see that between Kayabumi and... and uh, Tenzin. Tenzin. For some reason, I was thinking noodle lock right there. Uh, probably because they both have a big nose. You know, they have a big straight nose. They look right. similar to me. Anyway, right. it was cool to see that Aang, like that there was favoritism for Tenzin and like how it affected the other siblings and stuff. It how? was like a lot of depth to a show. Right. That it, even though it was like a little side story, like like everything like else. Like everything else, show, yeah. It was, uh, it was, it gave us, a, it gave me a different perspective of Aang actually. Right. right. Yeah. So like, why would why would he do that? He wasn't like the perfect father. He was like a really good avatar, but he wasn't the perfect father. Right. So that it yeah, it, it's interesting. It gave a level of like humanity to him, I guess. Right. It humanized him for sure. Yep. yep. Yeah. Without actually Aang being involved in it. It was just like it humanized the Tenzin, Boomy, and Kaya as well. That's mm-hmm. for sure. For sure Tenzin too. Like, yeah. For sure Tenzin. And when, when Boomy's standing in front of Aang's statue and he's like, 
Oof. I'm sorry I wasn't. Oof, man. I, I'm sorry I wasn't. Feels an, on that, dude. I wasn't an airbender like you, yeah. but I I did my best to protect the world. Yeah, man. Oof, oh, that dude. Hits, that hits different. Yeah, bro. yeah. Yeah, because Boomy's such a goofball. For him to have that like level of emotion right there, it's like, ooh, that's yeah. some real shit. Yeah, Boomy, he's he's one of my favorite characters. I, he, dude, I love all these characters in Korra. Yeah, like, yeah. I love all these characters. I'm so glad Boomy got airbending too. Eventually. Right, right. His you know? character like, development is amazing. Boomy, really he is. really adapts into like an awesome character right. over the course of the show. Like it on, in season four, he's like he goes with Tenzin to capture. Uh, homeboy, I can't think of his name. <laughs> <laughs> He's Ian's, running. Ian's doing a running man. <laughs> the, the scene where they, I want to talk about season four real quick. So the scene where they, they uh, infiltrate like the, the balloon is, is like a, a scene straight out of like Eon Flux. It, uh-huh. Like the, the perspective is so fucking crazy and it's just boomy and tense and just weaving in and out of a, of a corridor. It's fucking cool. Yeah. Boomy, which I never got his athleticism for how big of a dude he is. He's very athletic. Too. Well, he gets he gets more he gets more fit as the seasons go on. Oh, definitely. by season four, he loses his gut. It's all because it's all the the veg- vegetarian oh. cooking mm-hmm. bags. And Kaya's awesome too. Kaya's, I love Kaya. Yeah, man, named after Katara's mom. Yep. Oh, really? Hmm. I actually didn't know that. Hmm. Well then. Well then. <laughs> <laughs> what up, Ian? <laughs> what else do we love? Uh, well, I mean, I just talked about the things I love for like ten minutes. Animation, so. the animation's super dope. The fight scene between Unalak and Tonrock when in, oh in the Civil War God. when they're infiltrating. Oh my God! I like the uh, battle. My favorite battle is probably the one that takes place in the spirit world between Unalak and and Korra. It's because yeah, you yeah. have like this colorful background and like the overarching like beams, you know, coming together. Yep. It was it's uh it was just very colorful, very right. vibrant. Right. Even the the fight scenes in in the Wan episodes where where Wan is fighting Vatu, dope. Or I liked in in the the Wan episodes where he's running from the uh, people from the Lion Turtle. But he uses the spirit world. He knows all the all the tricks from the spirit yeah, world to yeah, like yeah. defeat them. Oh yeah! Oh my god! Awesome! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a Tarzan moment. I felt like you know he's just using the yeah, environment to yeah. his advantage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he'd been there and he'd learned it. When that spirit guy, I don't remember his name. When he hops into the soul of the guy, and then when he rips out, he's like half animal now. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, like, that was Dude. wild. He's like, if I was in there for any. For any more time, I would have killed him. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> Speaking of which, the Juan was, like, kind of a dick. Like, he just left his uncle and his younger brother to survive in the city so and he just go live in the spirit world. No, he was banished. He was banished, he was banished from, from the area. He was banished for – because he. Uh, but he was it. planning on doing that anyway, though, it seemed like. But he was, no, he was living, on I think, on the spirit – or the, the, spirit, turtle. the spirit turtle. Yeah, the lion turtle. And and they were just outcasts. They weren't living in the city with the, oh, that's right, with the chins because nobody steals from the chins. Yeah, except <laughs> for me, bitch. Okay, no, that makes sense. Uh, Maybe I, I, so I remembered it incorrectly. Juan is is voiced by um, uh, the dude on uh, Walking Dead that got his face bashed in. Oh really? Uh, 
I can't. Uh, I can't think. Glenn, yeah, he's, yeah. Voiced, he's voiced by Glenn. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Huh. And when, once you once you know, it's like, oh, I can I can see Glenn now. Yeah, okay. you can't unhear it kind yeah. of thing. By the way, we talked about in the Spirit World episode. I I think I brought up like at what point did the Spirit World and the the human world separate themselves? Juan does it. Yes. As, as I rewatched it, I was like, oh, that's when it happened. Yeah. He separates the spirits from from the human realm. Okay. Yes. One thing that I didn't understand from season two is why did the Stephen Yen is his name, IMDb baby. Nice. What? Why did uh, Why did Tenzin leave everybody in the in the fog of the lost? There was a lot of people there, and when it cleared, he didn't help guide any of them out. Um, I think. Just fuck him. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I well, the spirit is a uh, is the one that like corrupts your mind. The fog is the spirit. So yeah, I I think that he it, he he sees everybody because he's not being affected by the fog, right? So it all clears these, out. All these other people are still being affected oh, by the fog. Correct. So it's not correct. that the fog went away. It's just it's, he, he can see through. He's it. not being yeah, affected he, by the spirit. Nice, nice. That's mm. yeah. That's, that's a exactly nice take. That's, that's very, exactly what it is. That's cerebral right there, guys. <laughs> that's uh, that's cerebral head cannon. Head cannon. That's what happened. I mean, that even that. Well, because they I think that's like probably exactly canon. That's happened. probably exactly what. Janor doesn't was. doesn't even doesn't move until he he walks over and like physically touches her. Yeah. So like wakes I, her up. Wakes kinda. her up. Yeah. Hmm. In the fog, when he talks to Aang, oof, and he's like, he's like, you're not, and his his father tells him, you're not supposed to be me. Right. Yeah. I so I think that was dope. So I think Amazing. as soon as they enter the fog, they're affected. So so t- you're seeing you're seeing things unfold through uh, Tenzin Tenzin's eyes basically. So him losing Boomy and losing Kaya is part of his his uh, uh, fear, oh, and, and not oh. and not like living up to his father's expectations as the leader of the Ooh. Air Nation, so on and so forth. So when when the fog no longer affects him, that you see Boomy just kind of standing there, you know, and then Kai just kind of standing there. So and let me he, goes, he goes and he he grabs them like, come on, come on, guys, that hits different, bro. That I'm, hits different. I'm about to let me let me let me plug a little hole in this though, because they see the fog before they enter the fog. So if by him being of clear mind and the fog going away. He was of clear mind before he even went in and still saw it. You can still you can see the fog. I mean, you're not gonna. It's just that once you're affected once by you're it, affected and then by not affected by it, it clears out. I I would imagine that would work. That makes sense to me. That would work. Okay. Seeing Zhao in the fog. Oh, oh yeah. Oh my god, yeah. that was so good. The the um, fan service that's done in Korra is so well executed. Right. Seeing Zhao in the fog. And he's just, he's... It's like a little throwback. Yeah. I love it. Because he got dragged into the spirit world by by the water spirit. And like, yeah, you know what? You're you're doomed for eternity. That's terrifying too, by yeah. the way. And didn't, didn't he think Tenzin was the Avatar? Right? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. What hmm. about, um, what about uh, a little bit of Iroh? Dude, the entire spirit journey they go on in the spirit world is like amazing. 
Like it's also an acid trip. It really is. <laughs> I mean, the spirit world in and of itself is an acid trip. Yeah. Right before they meet Iroh, she goes, "We've been, Boomy goes, we've passed that mushroom two times. And, <laughs> no, the, mushroom, and the mushroom goes, yes, you have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was dying. Yep, yep. <laughs> I was like, it's so silly. It's amazing. It's good. Like the, I mean, we, we know Avatar, the writers, they have a good sense of humor. Right. Yeah. You know. And then we see Iroh with his lantern there to guide you out. Hello, Korra. Avatar, Korra. Hell yeah, dude. And this, and the, that, the, the, it's the fan service. The fan service is what really sets up this season, in my opinion. Yeah. I think people have kind of like talked crap about Iroh being in it, too. Why? They were like, they were like oh, that's fan service. I'm like, amazing fan service. Yeah, thank you. Give, thank me, you. give me more fan service. Yeah, like, yeah. Thank you. The show is for the fans. Service me. I'm a fan. <laughs> and Iroh being in the spirit world after his death is, it's so Iroh. It's right. so him, yeah. and he addresses. He he knows who Cora is. I mean, he's like, "Hello." Uh, she's like, "Wait, I know you, Iroh." And Hello, Avatar Cora. Right. He knows who she is. They're yeah. He's a he's a he's a spirit at this point. I yeah. Think, right. Yeah. Like, so he can sense that. He can sense who's the Avatar. But. Uh, I do like it's very he they uphold his character though like he doesn't like when he goes to lead Boomy and Kaya and 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 Tenzin out he doesn't uh, like force them to do anything he just says here's an option if you want to follow me you can right, I'll lead right, you out right. that's exactly how he's treated everybody with everything he's like right. here's here's the way if you want it I can show you but you don't have to take it and then he lets him go right you know it was it was like that's perfect Iroh character right there and the fact that he uses. The teapot that Avatar One held Rava in. Oh yeah! Oh my god! <laughs> oh yeah! This is my favorite teapot. A little bit of a little bit of sunshine in every every cup, or a little bit of something like that. Yeah, something like that. Oh, amazing! Amazing. <laughs> the the wand stuff was was really cool too, though. Like, I, it was it was cool to see the spirit world because, like, now we have a contrasting spirit world of what it looked like back then and what it is right. now. Right. Mm-hmm. And it, even we can see that even the spirit world changed over time in this season, which is pretty cool. It's not something you, you would think, like think like that a spirit world would evolve, but clearly it does. Right. It it leads to a bunch of questions. So, how does the spirit world change and evolve? It, is it is it does time work the same way? Is is the the physical world evolving at the same pace that the spirit world does? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there, there's no like industrialism in the spirit world. So, well, this adds another element to the spirit world too because we see that the spirit world around you is based on your emotional state sometimes too. So it's like, how does if it changes organically on its own, but then also changes based on your perception of it? Like how does that all work together? Does does it change based on your emotion, or but does it change based on the avatar's emotion? Hmm. I, I I that was kind of unclear to me. Like, was Korra the one changing it because she's the avatar and she's the bridge between worlds? I think she or does she, it? She was changing it more because she's the avatar. But anyone anyone think, could yeah. if you're if you're. In the spirit world, and you're in a bad mood, right? Mm-hmm. Bad yeah. spirits, right? Yeah. Wan Chi Tong. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, fan service, there's bro. so many, so many episodes in here with with fan service. The last, the last human that 
came here is still here. <laughs> and this she, is a skeleton. And you're like, oh. <laughs> she tries to. She, uh, Janora, uh, explains radio to her. It's like, ah, apparently I have been misinformed about little people oh, yeah. and monsters. <laughs> that, that's a hilarious joke. I fucking love that. Yeah, because it's not. It just shows that he's not all knowing. He just knows everything that's relayed to him. Yeah, you know, right. like he believes. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Yeah, he just yeah. he knows yeah. from from a word of mouth. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He just chronicles there it. Like are many it just locks little men in, in boxes. <laughs> Apparently, have been misinformed. Hmm. Yeah, and just to clarify, anybody who might not know, Washington is the big owl from uh, from the desert. What the is library. The library? The library. Episode, yeah, yeah. Uh, in Avatar. Yeah, yeah. He's cool. He's he's scary. He is very like intimidating somehow yeah. without really being violent in any ways. Well, in the library, he like oh, that's true. Cranes his neck up and then he's like, "Oof, cool. oh yeah." I'm like, eh, I don't want to be standing in front of that. Yeah, owls are creepy, and then a giant one. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so get to let's get to the part where people what people don't like and why we like it. So the last fight scene, the kaiju fight, as everyone likes to call it. Yeah. I have no problem with it. Artistically, it looks really cool. Uh, there's also like, uh, what like Janora's like a like she just comes down out of the sky. It's it's very weird, but I, <laughs> like for me, I, that's the one part of it. Like I like the whole season, but if they just removed that Janora part or introduced her a little bit better into that fight scene, right? I probably would have liked it a little bit better. You know what? I th- I think I think this should have happened at the end of the series because why doesn't Cora go every time she has a problem be like hmm. I'm a giant spirit. Blast you. <laughs> right? Never does it, you know? Never does it again. Hey, there's a giant robot? Well, I got this. I can also be a giant spirit. Maybe she could only do it because the portals were open. This The portals remain open for the rest of the series. Well, she was she was in the, oh, that's true. the tree. What's the tree called? The tree of time. Yeah, tree of time. Was she able to do it because she was in the tree of time? No. Can she can pass into the spirit world, go into well, the tree of time, fight the robot? Aang does tell her that it amplifies her power, right? Being in this in the tree of time does amplify the avatar's yeah. ability. I'm pretty sure, yeah, because mm. it amplifies Rava. So, what, what did you what? So, what do what are you what do you like about that kaiju fight though? Uh, maybe the kaiju fight itself is not really what I like. the The initial um, the fight scene between Unalak uh, or Una Unavatu. Oh yeah, right. Um, where he like he pulls Rava out of of uh, Cora. That scene, it, she goes to she goes to do something, and then at the last second, this like purple goo comes out of Unalak and just like rips out Rava, and and you like you feel it. You're like, oh fuck, yeah. shit's gonna hit the fan. Oh my god, you're like, holy shit, I didn't even know that was possible. Yeah, like what the fuck, he just. <laughs> Ripped it, out Rava? How much does it hurt when when you see all the avatars past live fade away? Yeah, no, that, that hurts. hurts. Yeah, that hurts. It hurts. Just oh one by God. one, too. Yeah, you're like, no. Aang, no. Kiyoshi. Kiyoshi, no. I got to say, though, if they were on a season-by-season basis, that's a pretty good way to, like, you could wrap up if Avatar right there. You could. Like you could wrap it up if right you didn't there. know you're gonna have a season three. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I definitely see why they went with that, and, it, and they they played it perfectly because right. it was actually really cool. Right. Ooh, I love the scene where, sorry, where she forgets her memory, and then she's in this like she's looking at a veil, 
and Aang appears before her, then Roku, then Kiyoshi, then Karu. Yeah, yeah. And they're all telling her, like, different. They're like, you have to find one. God. Oh my god. <laughs> I think god. we just like the one episode, bro. Yeah. I think that's what it is. The one episode. I just love seeing Kiyoshi whenever she pops up. <laughs> Every time. At, at the time, I didn't have a fu- uh, problem with the, the kaiju fight when I first saw it. I really, it was just a fight. I, I didn't want to dive into it. I didn't really want to take it apart or pull it, uh, rip it apart. But after after uh, <laughs> uh, watching videos and and reading articles on why people didn't like it, like I I, I get it, I can understand, I can it. understand it. You know, uh, she she's this big ass kaiju looking giant. Uh, you know, she's no she's not in the avatar state. Uh, you, you know, I don't know it. It is what it is. I think they were just trying to do like a an all out episode, a bad like a, a go badass all fight. Out. They just wanted. Yeah. To, Big big old fight for the for the world. And it, I mean, and they did it. You know, it's yeah. pretty cool. I had no problem the first time I yeah. saw it. I had no problem with it. Yeah, but the one thing that that uh, uh, shoot uh, Unalak, uh, he uh, he's pretty OP. He doesn't lose a single fight up until the until the very the last fight. He never misses a fight. Or never never loses a fight. Right. Yeah. When he's when he's fighting Tonrock, he at the very last second he just. He whoops his ass with his he, big old ice. He fucks up Tonrock. He does fuck up Tonrock. It was such an amazing fight scene. Yeah, no, it's not only an amazing fight scene, but just to switch up gears a little bit, uh, there was something that we were talking about earlier on how it, season two in general is kind of the most important season in Korra. I think so. Right, because not only do we get, uh, and Ricky, we haven't talked about this yet, but like, not not only do we get the history of the Avatar from the Wand stuff and how it all plays together and into how the Avatar that we see started, now. Yeah. Yep. Not only do we get the entire history, we also get the future of the Avatar from the season as well, and and the world in general. Right. They definitely planned to put the Avatar Wand stuff, and then they planned it the separation of Rava. Korra is now the new generation of an of avatars. She's right. the first in the cycle now because right. the the line has ended, mm-hmm. but it's continued now. So they put one as the first, and then they're like, also Korra is the new generation of avatar. Korra is now the that new, was the new first. Yes, yeah. that was planned. Like, like she's she's going down in history now. So like in the future, when another avatar has a problem, they say you need to find Korra. Right. Potentially, how how Korra had to find Wan. Right. I mean, you get the the rebuilding of the of the Air Nation as a result of of season two of you know, harmonic convergence. Harmonic convergence. Yeah, so. and then you're getting really kind of the conflicts post hundred year war that still aren't worked out. Like there's there's a lot of the history Civil war stuff. Yeah, yeah, there's still like a lot of history that we get, and then we get a lot of like the future too. It's it's and in that way, I think it's like you were saying, Ian, probably the most important season yep. in the bunch. It, it I, sets I agree. up the it sets up the most lore. Out of out of all the seasons, yeah, yeah, even, and it and even, it changes the world, right? Changes the whole entire world. The Avatar is no longer the connection between the spirit world and and the physical world. It's open. It might even be one of the most important seasons in general, even back when, looking at Avatar series as well. I think so. Yeah, you know, you can because yeah, because that, that. Aang's, Aang's story is great, well, but it's well, like it's one ending conflict. the Hundred Year War was is kind of a big deal. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> it is world changing, but it's not like it doesn't change anything other than the world. 
it, it whereas right Korra changes everything spirit world and world forever right, right. it's a little bit more important but you're right hundred year war definitely uh definitely a, a big thing to you know like that's a big that's a big box to check <laughs> and that one's taken care of I hope people will go back and rewatch season two and and look at it from a different perspective in a new light because it's it's not bad to say it's bad is is incorrect it is there's so much to unwrap in season two dare it's, I say it's even good I'll yeah. Say it's, good. yeah. <laughs> it's definitely good it's, it's definitely good and and like you said before, it's the most world changing to to the Avatar universe than any other season. Yeah, and this so is coming much. from three guys who like to shit on the things. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> the the last notes that we have here on our whiteboard is criticisms, and and it's like I don't want to honestly, I don't want to criticize it. Like it, it nope. it's solid. It I think it I think it's good. I like it. That's all that really fucking matters anyway. Well, and like, so Ricky, you said people should go back and rewatch it because they may have a different feeling about it. That's exactly what happened. Like, I can per- speak personally to that because we talked about season two way back when, uh, you know, right when Ian was joining the podcast and how I kind of didn't, wasn't a fan of it. I went right. back and rewatched it. You were really it. a fan of Cora in general. Yeah, right. And I went back and I was like, well, right, let's find out why. And I, it, and it, it's especially All of a sudden two. I'm like, yeah. oh, this is good. Yeah, more yeah. people need to do that yeah. for sure. And we recommend. all did it, and we're all on the same page. It's like this is this is a good this is good Avatar stuff. How many cabbages? Five cabbages. Uh, five out of five cabbages. Season two. I would rate. I would Four rate. Out of five. I would rate um, all of Legend of Korra five out of five cabbages. Wow, all that's bold. Seasons. That's bold, buddy. I really love Korra. <laughs> <laughs> you have been a big Korra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Been... Best Avatar. Um, anyway, <laughs> that's a topic for another episode. <laughs> that is definitely a topic for a different episode. Because I see Avatar. the anger growing on both of your faces <laughs> right now. Mine's more of confusion. I thought you were a Kyoshi fanboy. <laughs> topic for another episode. Okay. <laughs> so I think that's it, though. I mean, we all we all love the episode, the season. Like yes. we all love it. There's really no complaints that we have about it. There's no criticisms we really I mean, want to make. Complaints, There's some but complaints, but whatever. We can complain. We, we can understand. You can the, nitpick stuff all sure. you want. Yeah. But overall, fantastic, dude. Anything that furthers the narrative or furthers the the conversation on on Avatar, yeah, that's I'm I'm all for it. That that it could be subpar, like season two apparently is to some people. It could be amazing, like season three. I don't care. Let's talk about Avatar. Yes. Let's yep. talk about the Avatar world. Give me it all. Give me it all. I will consume every ounce of this. I agree. Consume it like Bolin in the noodle shop. <laughs> <laughs> He's drunk off noodles. That's how I am with Avatar content. Sure. Yeah, slurping it down. Slurping it up, dude. And with Avatar Studios, I'm so stoked for Woo! all the new stuff we're going to get. Let's and I go. can't wait for these conversations to evolve in a in a whole different way. We probably didn't even know we'd be having, you know, for sure. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot to come, and it, oh, yeah. it's going to be for better or worse. You know, we're we're, we're going to be here to talk about it. Oh my god! Imagine the next Avatar, and he's meditating, and he talks to Korra. You know, you're going to love a that fully realized Korra. Oh, oh my, oh my god. god! Yeah, or we may get more Korra stuff. Maybe the I, the Korra story continues. You yeah. know, if we see a fully realized Korra. My head's going to explode. <laughs> oh my God. So, I love Avatar. I love Avatar too. But let's wrap it up today. You guys ready to get out of here? Subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast. Follow us on Instagram at the Cabbage Cart Podcast. Follow Triforce AZ on Instagram. 
Oh, uh, don't forget, you can find us on OnlyFans at the Cabbage Car Podcast. <laughs> uh, definitely don't want to miss that one. <laughs> Ricky posts there uh, pretty much every day at 11 p.m. after, you know, six or seven beers. <laughs> Just kidding. The OnlyFans isn't set up yet, but it's coming. <laughs> With that being said, uh, you ready to get out of here, Clark? Yep, yep. Yep, yep. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm.